presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raguman Avalin. It's Monday. And today's show, a look at what's ahead when it comes to Ukraine. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. On Monday, Russian President Vladimir Putin sent troops into regions of Ukraine. The move came less than a day after Putin and President Joe Biden agreed in principle to make a last-ditch effort at diplomacy with a face-to-face meeting. Secretary of State Antony Blinken was set to iron out those details in a meeting with his Russian counterpart on Thursday. But with the Russian military rolling across Ukraine's borders, there are questions about whether that can still happen. Our colleagues Brian Bender and Paul McCleary put it like this, quote, Welcome to the new Cold War. And like the last one, strap in for a long and costly military and diplomatic duel with the Kremlin. As of Monday night, the White House was refusing to call this a, quote, invasion, though we'll see how long that lasts given public pressure from lawmakers. Senior administration officials danced around the matter in a background briefing with reporters, refusing to answer the I-word question because of the consequences it would bring. As Politico's Paul McLeary and Andrew Desiderio report, calling Russia's move into the separatist areas, which administration officials said last night were, quote, long anticipated, an invasion would, quote, trigger sanctions on Russia and imperil diplomatic meetings that were set on the condition that Russia not invade Ukraine. Rather, Biden officials sought to argue that Russia moving troops into the Donbass region would not itself be a new step, as they've had a presence there since 2014. The official said, quote, there have been Russian troops in the Donbass region for eight years, noting that Russia has denied that presence in the past, but now, quote, looks like it's going to be operating openly in that region. Here's the problem. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill aren't playing these word games. The squawking, unsurprisingly, started on the GOP side, with Republicans on the Foreign Affairs and Armed Services panels demanding full and maximum sanctions right away. They argued that by the administration's original position, this is an invasion, plain and simple. Senator Lindsey Graham said the move, quote, should immediately be met with forceful sanctions to destroy the ruble and crush the Russian oil and gas sector. Representative Liz Cheney took to Twitter Monday night to argue that, quote, the Biden administration and our allies must impose full set of crippling sanctions now. That sentiment quickly spread to Democrats. First, Senate Foreign Relations Chair Bob Menendez chimed in, quote, to be clear, If any additional Russian troops or proxy forces cross into Donbass, the Biden administration and our European allies must not hesitate in imposing crushing sanctions. Then, Senator Chris Coons, a top Biden ally, said in a statement Monday night that, quote, the time for taking action to impose significant costs on President Putin and the Kremlin starts now. If Biden is losing Coons, he's got a problem. To be sure, the administration official Monday night did tell reporters that additional sanctions were coming today, but there's still a question about how tough they will be and how far the White House will go if they don't recognize this as an invasion of Ukraine. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 10.15 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will receive the president's daily brief. At 3.30, Biden will host a virtual event on mineral supply chains, clean energy manufacturing, and creating jobs with Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, National Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy, Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks, and California Governor Gavin Newsom. Press Secretary Jen will brief at 2 p.m. The Senate and the House are out today. We've got plenty more on the situation in Ukraine in today's playbook at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghuman Avalon. Have a great week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. 
The federal minimum wage has been stuck at $7.25 an hour since 2009. In the same time, food and beverage costs have increased 18 percent, transportation costs up 16 percent, housing costs up 23 percent, and medical costs up 32 percent. In 2018, Amazon introduced a starting wage of at least $15 an hour for all U.S. employees. A new, independent study found that Amazon's wage increase produced a 2.6% increase in the average hourly wage among other employers in the same market. Learn more at aboutamazon.com slash 15.